Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Rita Cosby. Another great show tonight. And folks, um, I spent the evening thinking about this. And if you if you listen to me here on WABC, you know that I'm pretty much a straight shooter. And how I feel, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to talk around it. I'm going to be straight with you. I feel I owe you that much. This, and I will define this a bit later, is what you get with pandering politicians, progressives. I'm about to go through a litany. And you know if I throw it off that way, it's it's not positive things. For the first few weeks, and by the way, folks, if I were on New York One right now, I would say exactly the same thing. Because I, there's a disconnect. People that followed my career for years on television have said, um, you know, we don't get it. You were always standing up for the little guy, and, and now now you're somewhat conservative. And I push back, and my response is, could it be that this was my politics all along? That you just uh, didn't see it? Maybe you didn't want to see it? For the first few weeks of this year, first few weeks of this year, compared to the same period last year, subway crime is up 65%. Things are so bad on the subway. Folks are standing practically up against the wall while waiting for the trains about six feet away from the platforms. And that is the new reality of what you must do for survival in New York. This is what pandering politicians, progressives in this case, will get you. An 11-month-old girl in the Bronx, an 11-month-old month old girl in the Bronx. You may have heard Bob Brown do the headlines shot in the face today by a stray bullet, stray bullet tonight. One of the places I lived in the Bronx and we were all over the Bronx happened to be 365 East 184th street, right off of Webster Avenue, two blocks from Valentine Avenue. Well, this shooting happened at East 198th Street, and guess what? Valentine Avenue. 
an area I know very well. This is what pandering politicians, progressives, will get you. I'm coming back to the point in just one second. I do want to point out, folks, because this is important. As I do each night, I went to the WABCradio.com website. And there's a great article by my colleague, Lydia Serrani. And the bottom line is this. How much did it's COVID-related? I'm coming back to crime, but this is COVID-related. How much did Dr. Anthony Fauci really know about COVID-19 prior to January 2020? Go to wabcradio.com for details about, there's a great thing, folks, and it's called videotape, it's called tapes and so on. Go to wabcradio.com for the details about what Dr. Fauci said on the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, in January 2020. Go take a look for yourself. And I want to know whether you think Dr. Fauci knew more than he told the American public in January 2020. Go to WABCradio.com and vote. You can actually state your opinion by voting on our poll there. Did Dr. Fauci know more than he let on? Your thoughts matter. Go to WABCradio.com right now and weigh in. And so I see all the phone calls, folks. We're going to get to as many as we can. And I'm being straight with you. I'm speaking from the heart. I am telling you this is not about some talking point. This is about the way that I see the world. And this is what pandering politicians, progressives, will get you. An 11-month-old baby girl shot in the face by a stray bullet. Well, Dominic, what, what, what does a progressive have to do with this baby being shot in the, in the Bronx? A lot. The climate, the political climate. Progressives have sent, and there's going to be a day when I, I'm going to be critical of conservatives. But the argument for right now is that progressives, with this, with this, we're all for equality, but they've gone too far. They have told the criminals that we're going to handcuff the police and you're the victim. And thus, these criminals are doing what they do, and they have a green light to do exactly what they are doing. The infant, her first birthday is Friday. The child was secured in a safety seat inside the vehicle. East 198th Street and Valentine Avenue in the Bronx. A male suspect up the block started firing 
at another man about 6.45 tonight. One of the rounds hit the baby in the cheek. She was rushed to St. Barnabas Hospital in critical but stable condition. Here is how police officials described what happened. The officers found a mother holding her 11-month-old baby, her 11-month-old baby girl, who suffered a gunshot wound to her left cheek. The officers immediately escorted the mother, the child, and the ambulance to St. Barnabas Hospital. And that's uh, Deputy Chief McCormick. Going to your telephone calls in just one second. The accused subway shover of Michelle Go arraigned today, Wednesday, being held without bail as police investigate for possible racial bias. 61-year-old mentally ill homeless subway attacker Simon Marshall arraigned from his hospital bed at Bellevue as more details are being revealed. The ADA in the case, the prosecutor, said the attack was completely unprovoked and the victim was just looking down at her phone at the time that she was shoved. This is what pandering politicians, pandering progressives, what they produce. I got more to get to, but I want to get to your phone calls uh, first, folks. I'm going to tell you about an anti-Semitic incident in Brooklyn involving a woman and children. Hey, the statue of uh, Theodore Roosevelt that stood in front of the American Museum of Natural History for more than 80 years. It's gone. It's gone, folks. Political correctness, it's gone. Let's go to your uh, telephone calls. Let's start. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC, Nutley, New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Michael. Michael, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, first of all, you do a great job. This is my my PSA to all the parents of that of that young lady who got shot in L.A. in that uh, furniture store. To that young stabbed. girl who got shot, she was stabbed. In the, Go ahead. Who got stabbed? Yes. Correct. Who got stabbed? Yes. And to the young girl who got shot in the at the Burger King, and yes. to, this, uh, to the parents of this young little eleven year old month old baby who got shot in the face, and yes. to the family members of the of the Mrs. Go who got pushed over the train. I want you. The next time you family members get on the mic to talk about what happened to your to your uh, family member, I want you not just to blame the criminal for what happened to them, but to blame all these soft on crime Democrat career politicians who always pull and strive for the safety and the happiness of all these criminals that are on our streets. Don't just blame the criminal. Blame these corrupt Democrat career politicians who just pander to the criminal element in our society. That's why hey, we Michael, are getting slaughtered. Michael, Michael I, I, I agree with you, and I agree with your choice of words in terms of we are getting slaughtered, and it does have to end. From your point of view, Michael, when did this all start? When did this all start, really? Yes. I think it started um, after – it really kicked in after uh, June of um, – 
June of 2020, when uh, after the after this, uh, what's his name got killed after the after the protest, in Minneapolis, for the, for the, George Floyd. Yeah, George Floyd. After that happened, the the people just want a free for all to protest, but there was many elements of that protest that were into destroying property. Are hurting and killing innocent citizens, especially like that police officer in Texas, that retired cop who was trying to protect some uh, property in Texas. If you remember, he was killed on Facebook. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that incident. Yes. That all happened after that. That's where it really kicked in. But really helped kick it in even more were all these Democrat career politicians like Kamala Harris that were pulling for them. That were saying, hey, if they get arrested, let's, let's do a GoFundMe. Let's raise money to get them out. The, the people who are actually doing the, the destruction of uh, private property in New York and L.A. And, and in Texas and Minneapolis and all over. I mean, these Democrat career politicians are truly the greatest enemy to the American people. It's not Putin's Russia or, or uh, President Jing of China or the North Koreans. It's these Democrat career politicians. They're on the wrong side. And I don't know why the people in New York City keep voting them back in and in New Jersey to where I'm from. Right. They're the worst. We have to learn to fight back. And it's getting to the point where, you know, I think some American citizens should take some some personal actions against these politicians because they never learn. They right. never learn. Well, Michael, and, and I'm just tired of it. Michael, now we have th- an 11 year old child who got shot in the face. 11, 11 month old, right? Thank, thank 11, you. For I'm the, sorry, 11 no, month old thank, baby. Thank, thank you for the call, Michael. And um, you know. Um, folks, the reason why I went into journalism was to be a voice coming out of the projects. I wanted to be a voice for the voiceless. Well, how am I being a voice for the voiceless when an 11 month old baby who can't even protect themselves and there's nobody there protecting that child. And the caller was correct. The vice president of the United States prior to being elected was advocating uh, raising bail money to get people out of jail when they were arrested. And this is what's wrong with our politics right now. This is exactly what's wrong. The bottom line is this. If we don't have the police, folks, I mean, night after night, this is just going to keep happening. Night after night. And God forbid, one night, the victim may be you, me, or someone that we love and care about deeply. Let's go to uh, Elena. Calling from Teaneck, New Jersey. Good morning, Elena. You're Good on Talk morning, Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, very interesting subject you have today. And you mentioned the voice with the voiceless. Well, the voiceless are the American citizens who are trying to abide by the laws and the You're Constitution. Right. You're right. You're the right, voice. Elena. Yeah, but You're- the voice. The voice is the people who want to take away our right to follow the laws and the Constitution. They are the voice. And you can see that money, uh, I mean, money is the source of all evil. That's an old proverb, uh, so true. And money buys 
the voices. So right now, money, big money, is buying the voices for the people who want to take away citizens' rights, even little babies' rights. And you know what, Elena? I can't, I can't disagree with anything that you just said. The role of, uh, of big money, the, the fact that George Soros can fund a number of district attorney candidates and they pull a wool over the eyes of the American people and they're elected as district attorney and then they say, I want to be the chief social worker. I don't want to prosecute crime. And right. for the most part, unless it's really that bad, I'm not going to prosecute it. Okay, but Dominic, let's look at the other side of the coin. George Soros, bad egg, lots of money. But who are all the people who are behind him, who are working with him, and who are buying this ideology? They're bad eggs. They're worse than Soros because they're taking his graph. Well, Elena, something has to give. As far as, and you're right, uh, I, I was looking uh, initially at the vulnerable as as uh, protecting those that don't have a voice. And you're correct, right now the vulnerable happens to be the American people. The American people in terms of what is happening. So, and and I, I'm, Elena, I, I'm at my wit's end of understanding why in many of these cases the suspects are African-American males. I am at my wit's end. The stabbing, and thank you for the call, Elena, the stabbing of the UCLA graduate student, broad daylight furniture store, suspect, in custody, African-American, homeless, possibly mentally ill. The suspect with Michelle Go here in New York. Homeless, mentally ill, paranoid schizophrenic. And the pandering from these phony and I wish I could say what I really want to say, but um <laughs> I don't think that's advisable. But the pandering and nothing about this is funny by the way of these phony, pandering progressives has us between a rock and a hard place. All across the country. All across the country. And, and you know, some will disagree with what I'm about to say here, but that police officer in Minneapolis, a suburb of Minneapolis, she's in jail tonight. I'm not talking about George Floyd. I'm talking about the young man in the car. When, if he had complied with the officer's commands, he would be alive today and she would have her career. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, folks. Uh, this is what pandering politicians, progressives will get you. So a woman, 
and I, I'm not even going to repeat what she said to uh, to three children before spitting on an eight-year-old boy in Brooklyn. Well, Dominic, what what do progressives have to do with this? They have created this climate. We're in a climate of hate. We're in a climate of good things that are, are not happening. And the bad news for this woman, this happened um, on Avenue P uh, near Coleman Street in Marine Park around 1230 Friday. And it was a, a comment about Hitler and so on. And I'm, I'm not going to repeat it. And uh, the bad news for her is that she was caught on video. So the police are looking at her in a sec, looking for her. In a second, I'm going to Jimmy in Staten Island. The statue, progressive politics, the statue of Theodore Roosevelt that stood in front of the American Museum of Natural History in Manhattan for more than 80 years was taken away tonight. So I started scratching my head and I'm like, well, okay, well, what did, what did Teddy Roosevelt do? Why, why, you know, it's everybody's done something and, you know, we're going to, we're going to rewrite American history. And, and so the bronze uh, statue depicting the nation's 26th president on a horse is flanked by an African man and a Native uh, American man, which sparked protest of racism. And it was yanked out with a crane just after uh, midnight tonight. This is the world that we live in, progressive politicians. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy's uh, calling from Staten Island this morning. Good morning, Jimmy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Dominic Carter. Good morning. I've spoken to you in the past. I've even given you some Italian lessons with Curtis Lee back in the day. I find you to be a well-polished, educated man who does not hold back, and that's what I like. So please forgive me if I sound gruff. But I asked you a wonderful call screener. Did that baby die? No, it's struggling for life. Why? We already had 400,000 babies aborted. Now we're going to have them shot in carriages and in streets or by stray bullets? Okay. What are we going to have? A country loaded with Bernard Getz? How wrong was he? And now you want to move a statue because it offends you? After 80 years, that because of that man, that president, we got all our beautiful parks and lands. Does anyone know their history? You're not rewriting history, Mr. Carter. You know what everyone's doing? They're destroying history. They don't know what history is. When were they last in a classroom? When was a teacher not beat up last or thrown over backwards? When? There is no more school. It's called babysitting. And now the teachers are getting beat up, but they keep their tenure, and they don't want to go back to work, and they want to do everything remote. Well, stop their damn checks. The way Brad took an oath 
to support and defend the American people. They took an oath and test and degrees to become a teacher, to teach. Well, if you're not going to teach, your tenure, your checks, and everything else goes out the window. Is that woke enough for them? Well, and that screaming crackpot Randy Weingarten, <laughs> she's another useless uh, tool in the drawer. Well, Jimmy, I, I thank you. I thank you for the call. You you do have great energy there. I I have to be honest with you, my friend. I don't blame the teachers. I feel that the teachers are on the front line doing the best that they can do. Uh, the fact of the matter is, without teachers, I would not be sitting here uh, in front of this mic today. When when you grow up in the hood and you have very few role models, teachers take on a special importance. And they did uh, in my life. And, and teachers, public school teachers, motivated me that... Um, that I could go on to great things in life when, when I didn't believe it myself. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. Um, look, I, look, I'm a conservative, and I agree with you that there is a this uh, atmosphere that we're living in, this so-called progressive atmosphere, is, is bringing things really down and however, I'm going to say something in particular. Um, the case with Marshall Simon pushing Michelle Go onto the tracks, um, he's a raving lunatic. And, you know, I, I mean, I have, I, I'm listening to some of the callers and other shows, whatever. They ought to kill him, they ought to cut his head off, whatever. I mean, I've heard, <laughs> okay. He's a raving lunatic, and I do blame the DAs for allowing this guy to, you know, come out. However, not in the man's defense, but it is interesting that after he pushed her, he went straight to the police station. So that shows me, to some degree, there's some, in that raving lunatic's head, there's some sort of remorse. Because why else would he have done something like that? Hmm. Hmm. So, <clears throat> so Norman, you, you're you're telling me you feel a little sympathy for. I feel for... like this man should be in a Creedmoor a mental institution for the rest of his life, but they certainly shouldn't. I mean, a prison. I don't think this guy. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't know the state of mind this guy was in. Okay, I, so know, Norman. I, he, so he, Norman. So God forbid, if that I, were your sister, would you still feel oh, the I same cut way? His head off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, but we, you know, we, we are a society that's judged by how we treat people, you know, how mm-hmm. we treat our incarcerated, how we treat people. Hey, and Norman, I'm, I'm, is, I'm, wait, I'm with you on that part. I'm with you on yeah. that part that we're judged by how we treat people. But are you telling me that you don't because I believe it's gone way too far. We've sent a clear message to career criminals that you right. own the streets. You can do whatever you want, and we're going right. to pat you on the head, and we're going to make excuses that daddy wasn't home, and it's not your mother's fault, no, and, I, and it's everybody you. else's I, fault that you grew up on welfare, and you're look, such I'm a victim. Like you're a victim. Look, I'm not like that. And in the Burger King case, from what I hear, you know, this is a, a sociopath. This is a clear sociopath. 
from the uh, from, I don't know about the shooting of this 11 year old girl, but whoever did it, ought 11 months, 11 for, month old, not even 11, 11 years month old. old. Right. right. This guy, whoever did it needs to go away for the rest of his life. OK, I mean, I'm not I don't play monkey business with criminals, but mm-hmm. there, there are there are people. They're on the street that shouldn't be there. I blame I blame the DAs. I blame, you know, this guy should never have been let out. I mean, he is a raving lunatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, whatever, for the raving lunatics on the street, they need to be taken off and put away. Right. But, you know, put away. Where are you going to put him away? You're going to put him in the gen pop? He's going to wind up killing people in the gen pop. You know? No, and, uh, I don't think so. I don't think or, so, Norman. Or get, or I, getting I, killed in uh, gen pop. Uh, well, you know what? Hey, Norman, I thank you for the call. But um, I have to be honest with you. That's his problem. He should have thought about that. Mentally ill, Ill and all. He should have thought about that before he pushed this woman onto the train tracks. And so... If that's what happens to him in prison, so be it. I'm sorry. I, I I appreciate your compassion from the call, but I have zero sympathy for this man considering what he did. Let's go to Carol in New Jersey. Good morning, Carol. Hello. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Dominic. All these killings that took place, the one in California, uh, the subway pushing, the girl that got killed at Burger King. All these people had uh, rap sheets <laughs> the length of uh, Santa's Christmas list. I, I mean, and they are mentally ill. Anybody that claims they push somebody on the subway tracks because they're God, uh, they are not right in the head, obviously. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. No, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, so, so Carol, what, what should happen to him? He should go to jail. And Carol, let me ask you a broader question mm-hmm. because I knew when, when progressive started uh, doing the talk they were doing, I knew that we were headed where we are now. Yeah. In your yeah. opinion, where, where did, did all of this start at? I think it's the DAs that are so ultra-liberal and progressive. I, I think it's primarily their fault that these things are happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, go ahead. Eric Adams needs to sit down and have a serious talk with Alvin Bragg. In fact, he should read him riot act. I mm-hmm. mean, this has got to change. It has to change. Well, Carol, you you talk about bad timing for the district attorney of Manhattan. It couldn't his his uh, proclamation of what he's not going to prosecute could not have come for come at a worse time. Thank you for the call, Carol. Uh, at a worse time uh, for the uh, for the uh, Manhattan district attorney. You know, it's it's, but. Folks, I, I, I just I just feel that progressives, uh, elected officials have done us all such a disservice. They are fooling people. They are fooling the naive that don't know any better that I'm on your side. You have been treated so unfair in society. And you know what? Maybe maybe there's some accuracy. Maybe. And some of the cases. But now you have a whole group of people 
that feel that they can go around stabbing graduate students, you know, and at some point, at some point, at some point, we're going to have to deal with the fact of why in so many of these cases, the suspect happens to be African-American. Now, is that, I, 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 you know, I know people that will say, well, Dominic, it's because the police focus on African-Americans. No, but these are people that did the crime. So there goes your argument. There goes your argument. Before I take a break, let's go to uh, Christine, who is a psychiatric nurse. She's calling from the East Village. Good morning, Christine. Dominic, thank you. I have one or two points to make. I've lived through this, and the man in question was psychotic. He had a diagnosis. He doesn't belong in jail. He belongs in a psychiatric hospital. But what happened was after Giuliani left off, Bloomberg, under the auspices, basically the, the energy behind this was Hillary Clinton through Harold Ickes, who ran her campaign. They closed down all these hospitals in New York, St. Clair's, Mother Cabrini, uh, the Payne Whitney Clinic at the New York Hospital. The Bellevue School of Nursing was moved into Hunter College. It's no longer the Bellevue School of Nursing. My nursing school was shut down back in 75. I was persecuted and blacklisted by Harold Ickes, who was Hillary Clinton's representative running her campaign. And the reason why she was Miss uh, Healthcare, if you remember, Hillary was all on healthcare. Uh, she, she wanted nurses out because she thought that they were paid too much. So they started importing foreign nurses on green cards. Well, what's the problem with that? Nurses are patient advocates, and you cannot be a patient advocate to speak up for quality care with a green card because if you criticize the, the heads the, of the uh, big, do- big guys, they'll pull your green card and throw you out. Right. Okay, so Christine, so considering your background, how do we solve the problem now? What uh, Mr. Kazimatidis said, and God bless him, I've been screeching about this. Hardly anybody ever pays attention. But Mr. Kazimatidis said it about one or two days ago in, in what he was saying. I don't remember now the whole speech. But he said we need to build hospitals and that we need to replace St. Vincent's. We need to replace Payne Whitney. We need to replace the outpatient departments and the psychiatric hospitals. This has been going on, actually, if you really want to know, ever since Sydenham was closed by Koch. Yes, up on 124th Street. Yeah, okay. it's a form but, of genocide. Okay, but wait, 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 Christine. So I, I've, I've got to take a break. So let's say, let's say, for argument's sake, I agree with your solution, right? Fantastic. Yeah. It's going to take two to three years, uh, easy, to build hospitals. What do we do right now? We have to start the building of the hospitals as a priority number one. Okay, but what, do, what else do else we do? We going to put I got you. People? I got you. I got you on that point, Christine. But what do we do right now? What are they doing with the homeless? They're putting them up in hotels. They have to come up with an alternative solution that's temporary while they build the hospitals, which should be number one immediately. Hmm. Well, Christine, uh, thank you for for that valuable uh, point that you're making as it relates to this issue. 
I don't mean to sound cold, um, but the way I feel is right now, I don't care what you do with him. Get him off the street. No one should have to go through that. I don't care what type of uh, legal right, and I'm, I'm not attacking the homeless because they really can't defend themselves, but it's not, especially the mentally ill homeless. But it is not fair for the rest of us to get into a subway car and have to endure what you have to endure or walk down the street and you don't know if the homeless person in front of you is just going to say hello and ask you for money or if the individual is going to bash you in your head. It is just unacceptable what is going on these days. And I have had it with these phony, progressive politicians. And I, I think that it's, Offensive, what President Biden did during the campaign. He said, see no evil, hear no evil, I'm going to look the other way. Black lives matter. Make sure them black folks get out and vote. Hey, Kamala, come on the ticket. Make sure them people get out and vote. And that's exactly what happened. And look at what we're dealing with now. Look at what we're dealing with now. There are folks that say, a number of my Democratic friends, oh, well, you know, anything was better than Trump. Really? Really? Look at what we have now. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. So a little good news and the bad that we have talked about uh, this hour. Rapper Cardi B, no matter what you may think of her, uh, one way or the other, She's stepping up to help in her home borough, my borough of the Bronx, pledging to pay funeral costs for the victims of that uh, Bronx fire. In total, 17 people died uh, after the fire ripped through their apartment building with all that smoke. Cardi B, who is a Bronx native, said in a statement, I'm extremely proud to be from the Bronx. And I have lots of family and friends who live and work there still. So do I, Cardi B, and uh, bravo for doing this. One thing that I noticed today from um, another bit of a positive, and we're going back to your telephone calls in a second, uh, came from Governor Hochul as it relates to New York governor, as it relates to Broadway. And uh, in her budget, she is proposing an expanded Tax, tax credit, that is, for Broadway performances. I think that's a great thing. The tax credit provides up to $3 million per show to help defray production costs. The governor has budgeted $200 million for the New York City musical and theatrical uh, tax credit. And it's a great thing because you have to look at the boomerang effect of how much money Broadway brings into New York City, to New York State, what Broadway means for the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, and on and on and on. We're going right back to the telephone calls, and I see here that my friend Dominic in Wapping Just Falls disagrees with me on the mental illness. Is that correct, Dominic? That is correct, Dominic. Okay. So great first name. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, yeah, you know, you do have an Italian name. Dominic is Italian, you know that, so you are Italian. <laughs> hey, 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 Dominic, you know, 
Um, it's a, it's a weird thing. You know, when I was growing up, to be honest with you, it was like, how did this black kid get named Dominic, you know? And, and then, but then, but then Dominic became more popular. And then there was uh Dominic Wilkins of the Atlanta uh, Hawks. And, and it's now a, a common name uh, for kids of color. But when it, when it was started with me, it was like, how do you come up with Dominic? Anyway, Dominic, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's why you're, you're my Italian brother. There you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Anyway, what I'd like to say is uh, the reason why I disagree with you, my brother is paranoid schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And, 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 so, and you've heard me talk about the fact that my mother was a paranoid schizophrenic. But go ahead. I did not know, I did not know that. Okay, so yes. you, you know where I'm coming from. Yes. They don't know what they're doing. When they're off their medication, they have no idea. They're out of their minds. Okay? Yes. yes. So my, my, bro- my brother's in Rockland Psychiatric Center, and I, mm. I, spoke to, uh, I spoke to Frank the other night about this HIPAA law. And when you have HIPAA laws, you keep, there's nothing you can do about it. It's between the patient and the doctor. So the doctor has full control. And these doctors, they prescribe this medication, and then that's it. Once they prescribe the medication, they think that these people are taking their, their, their drugs and their, everything is great, and it's not. Because sometimes they take their drugs, and as you know, they feel okay, and, but they're not. So there needs to be a place, not jail, but there needs to be a place to put these people so they can be monitored. They have a mental illness, just like if you yes. have heart problems or you had kidney yes. problems. Yes. It's the same thing. Yes. And my other point is you, you mentioned uh, on your show, uh, when did this all this crime started? And I, you're not going to like what I say, but I think it started all with Obama when he was uh, 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 putting the, the cops down. And mm. I think that's when it all started. Okay, well, you know, I I've got to think about that, but 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 I I just find it very interesting, Dominic, that you and I, you know, we, you and I, we have a lot in common, and and here it is on even on the topic of uh, mental illness, your brother, and I'm sorry that you've had to go through that, but but dealing with someone that's a paranoid schizophrenic, I was born that way. I was born to my mother that. Um, living in Augusta, Georgia as a teenager, just woke up one day and um, and and all of a sudden, and this is based on her medical records, all of a sudden she just uh, felt the need to keep taking a bath over and over and over. And I don't know, I, you know, I've, I'm going to be honest with you, Dominic. I've thought that maybe it may have been sexual abuse of a young lady being my mother, but um that started the cycle of my family dealing with. So you mentioned uh, Rockland State. My mom was a patient. I've talked about this this week. My mom was a patient at Rockland State, Pilgrim State, wow. Mount Sinai. I've, I've, so so when when I say to you that that I don't want to deal with them on the subway, I, I'm I, I'm trying to be compassionate because this has been my life, my entire life, dealing with someone wow. that. And my mother wasn't just a paranoid schizophrenic. She was a chronic paranoid schizophrenic on 1,300 milligrams of therazine every single day. Same thing with my brother. And I also have an autistic daughter. So I have it on on both both ends over here. So I know exactly what you went through. I really do. Mm -hmm. And and it's horrible for a loved one to be put through that. But that, you know, it's not their fault. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not their fault. It's not, but, 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 but Dominic, 
But Dominic, th- 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 this is why this is why I don't have much patience for people that sometimes call up and they question where my heart is, and they all oh, you know you they'll oh, say God. things and. And anyone that reads my book, I'm just not going into it right now, will know that I've been to hell and back. The book is titled No Mama's Boy. And I'm I'm talking about things that were done to me by my mother. And so and so I understand and and things that are very embarrassing to even talk about. I, 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 I get you, Don, but I want you to know something. You have come. With all all the ailments and everything that you had to go through, it's a testament of the person that you are because you are really, truly a very, very good person. Well, thank and, you, Dominic. Um, and I, I, hey, listen, but but in my book, you're the man. You had to deal with this with with uh, with well, your loved ones, and 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 you said it's your daughter that's autistic. Yes. Okay, and so it, it's not easy dealing dealing with these situations. And I I have enormous respect for you for doing so. And I and I have respect for you. You're you're an awesome person. I, you are the reason why I called the damn show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dominic. That's that's very nice of you. And so you you know, folks, if I could if I could find a way to I don't know if this is the right word, to cure, to stop this black on black crime, I, I would leave the earth a happy man. If I could find a way to get people to understand, and I'm going to be blunt with you as I bring in Frank Morano on one second, people in my community do not understand. Some do, but most don't. How bad things look and how much it it hurts race relations with these high profile high profile crimes that are occurring across the country from coast to coast, New York and California, two black suspects, mentally ill, homeless. Let's uh, let's move. Let's move on and let's bring in uh, Frank Morano. Speaking of mental illness, here's Frank Morano. <laughs> no. How are you, Frank? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, enjoying the show. Another stellar show as usual. Well, you, uh, you are hitting on all the key topics that New Yorkers want to hear about and uh, offering a perspective that you really can't hear anywhere else. So what do you have coming up this morning? Well, we're going to uh, delve into a wide variety of uh, stories. We're going to begin the show by asking listeners one simple question. What is the least biased news source anywhere on radio, on television, wow. and on the Internet? Because there's a group that, a has, that has rated all the media outlets, all the, all the national media outlets, and all the national media personalities from far right to far left, and they've come up with one or two that I largely agree with that they've determined are not biased. So we're going to ask the listeners at, eight, at 1 o'clock to call in with whomever they think wow. is the least biased media personality or media outlet in America. Uh, we're going to do that. It's Thursday. We do the uh, AC report on Thursdays. We're going to tell you what's happening in Atlantic City. They're breaking ground on a on a new hotel. We're also going to get into what Governor Hochul said in her State of the State uh, speech, where she wants three new casinos in New York City. We'll find out if uh, the, what that would do to gambling in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and the surrounding jurisdictions. And at 2 o'clock, very excited about this interview, a gentleman I've never interviewed before. He's a historian, a scholar, a researcher, and an author named Ralph Ellis, who believes that Jesus Christ was actually descended from 
Egyptian royalty. And we're going to get into that. And he actually has a, a lot of research and some evidence uh, that shows that uh, Jesus might have been a genealogical descendant of people like Cleopatra. So we're going to get into that as well, as well as a few other things we have. Up so I, I, Mr. Morano, I have a question for you. I'm ready. How do you prepare for all of these types of different it, interviews? It, it is interesting. I spend most of the day doing that, actually. And, um, you, know, it's, it, you know, it takes me a lot less time to prepare for an interview about Atlantic City than it does uh, to prepare for an interview about ancient Egypt. So you, you sort of have to triage your time, which when you have a two-month-old becomes a lot more challenging mm-hmm. because, you, as does. you know, you're on his schedule. You yes, know, he's absolutely. not on our schedule. Absolutely. And so I'm looking um, at my emails, and from uh, uh, Sal uh, uh, online, he well, he sent me an email. He said, uh, I'm not surprised that an 11-month-old baby was shot in the Bronx. That's what happened tonight. The murder of uh, Crystal Nieves and Subway Assaults. After all, we are now living in New Woke City. New Woke City. I, I, I tell you, I think in, he's more the, right than wrong. In the state of New Woke, and our official theme song is Thug, Thug by Ya. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. it's like Shambhala, right? Right, right, no? okay. right, right, right. Okay. So let's go. Let's go uh, back to the telephone calls. Frank Morano, Dominic Carter, Annie in Staten Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. You know, there's something I truly, truly do not understand. I am so tired of hearing about white supremacy. White supremacy. Why doesn't one of our legislators in the House or in the Senate? Just get up and start reading off a list of all these babies, mostly babies of color that have been killed. You know, I I still recall a a little girl walking with her father on on the sidewalk and a car goes by. You can see the gun come out. Her father is shot and killed and the little girl running away. This happened maybe two years ago. And I always think of the image of that little girl. Nobody, not the mayor, nobody ever goes to these black families and offers to pay for a funeral or visits them. And all we hear is white supremacy, white supremacy. Why does, I don't care if it's a Republican, a Democrat, a liberal, I I don't care. Get up in front of these legislators in Washington and start reading a list of all, especially these little children that are killed. Why is something said? We can talk all we want, Dominic, and God bless you for what you do and some of the wonderful people like Rita Cosby that get the word out there. But it's preaching to the choir. Why isn't something done more publicly? Why aren't people writing to newspapers and, uh-huh. and say, why don't you cover this? Why don't you? This is a real thing. My mm-hmm. heart breaks for some of these minorities. Yeah, I, I can hear I can hear it in your voice. I, I, I hate to step in. It's just that I'm out of time. I'd like to continue this call with you, Anne, another night, maybe tomorrow. Um, and But to answer your question directly, they're not going to do that because the cameras are not going to show up. But we'll continue this, and Frank Marano will have much more on this. Coming up right now, the other side of midnight, Frank Marano on Talk Radio 77 WABC. <laughs> 